Okay, so this is day seven in the How to Hire the Right Person for Your Business podcast series. In this episode, I'm gonna be talking about how to make your final decision. This is an essential step because you don't wanna waste time and money on onboarding and training up the wrong person. We're gonna cover some essential last minute checks and also some extra tests you can do to make sure this person is a great fit for your company before you take them on board. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. What I'm going to talk about today is how you know that a person is a brilliant fit for your company before you go through the process of onboarding them and training them and supporting them and getting them into your company and wasting massive amounts of time and money on going through that process only a month later to find out really they weren't a good fit. You can never be 100% sure, but you want to be 99% sure. And through, if you've done every stage you've talked about so, so far, you're probably about 90% sure. But we want to get it up to 99. So how do we do that? Well, once you've gone through your live interview, you're either going to have sort of one person that really shines and you think, yeah, that's the one. Or you may have a couple of people that are sort of on, an, on, on a level par and you want to just see, you know, which one should I go for? Is it just, you know, take a punt 50-50 or is there a better way? And I believe there is. And so this is where our paid test tasks stroke trial period come into. It depends on how long you're going to run this for. depends on what we call it. The simplest way to do this is, a what we call a pay test task. And this is sort of an extension on a previous thing we've talked about, which is a free test task. And that free test task, the aim of it was to say, can this person follow instructions? Can they deliver work on time? Can they produce accurate work? Can they correspond, you know, coherently when we when we talk to them about it? And basically just, you know, can they actually just do something and actually produce something of quality? So that's really what that's about. It's only 15 minute, 30 minute task. It's, you're not gonna really drill down into their ability, but at least it's a good start of a 10. What this paid task test allows you to do is to go a lot deeper. So because you're paying them, you can get them to do any amount of work that you're comfortable with. So if you're only doing this for one person or two people, they're actually giving them five hours or even a day's worth of work, maybe spread out over a couple of days. Then that's actually, you know, fine. You're going to give them money for doing this. So they may be very grateful for the, just the, the money you give them just for this, even if they don't come and work for you. But so therefore you can actually give them some real work to do. I would still say if you are doing... If you're, sorry, if you're doing this for more than one person, I would still suggest you give the same task to both people. And there may be a small cost in that, but it's a tiny cost compared with all the waste that you'll make or the waste that'll happen if you get this wrong and hire the wrong person and have to start all over again. So investing, you know, a little bit of money. If you're hiring from the, somewhere like the Philippines, then five pounds an hour maximum, so four or five pounds an hour. So if you did uh, five hours work, times it by two, it's less than a hundred quid. But this is like absolute gold. And you're basically just going to give them a piece of work that's either actually the type of work you want them to do um, or something very similar if you, you know, there's nothing live that you can sort of give them. You want to make sure you're going to give them really clear instructions. You don't want to be tricking people up here. This isn't the time to start really pushing and testing people's abilities, in my opinion, unless you're bringing somebody in at a level, you know, a manager level or a product development level or something like that, where you really expect them to hit the ground running and bring value. And yeah, okay, fair enough. At that point, in those circumstances, then maybe you want to be testing them. But if you're just bringing in a new admin assistant or someone in that sort of role who's basically going to help you do 
day-to-day stuff, then you just want to see, can they perform? You can nurture them. You can build up their confidence. You can, you know, help them grow. That's what that's, if you do that, you can, you could actually pay a lot less for somebody if you bring them in without massive amounts of experience and then they sort of work with you. And so there's there's definitely a cost benefit of doing that. But also you can nurture them to actually work in the way that you want to work because they haven't coming they're not coming with sort of pre-built ideas of the way things should be done. So you have to decide which is the right fit for you. But this um in this example, if you are hiring say an admin person, you're going to give them a real task making sure you've documented it really well so they know exactly what they're going to do, but make it, you know, a relatively challenging and I say, you know, two, three, four, five hours worth of work. You want it to be the same task for everybody, as I mentioned, because then you can compare and contrast. Don't think about this as actually just, you know, waste of money. It's the best investment you'll ever do in terms of saving money if things go wrong. And you then want to when, when you've got that work in, you want to be marking it pretty brutally. So you still want to be saying, have they, did they uh, respond in the way I asked them to? Did they communicate effectively? Uh, you know, or I always put a, a note into here about when you're doing this task, if you have any problems, you should ping me in my Slack channel or you should send me a Facebook Messenger message. You know, I, I expect you to do this. And then what you, when they're doing the task, if they don't produce it perfectly and they didn't contact you, and they say, oh, I didn't really understand it or something like that. That's just a no-no. Because you want people that are asking you questions and they're not doing things wrong. But conversely, or going on for that, you don't want someone who's then badgering you, asking you, you know, when it's really clear in the instructions what they're meant to be doing, that's just badgering you, giving you sort of like loads of hassle all the way through. You want someone who's independent, but who doesn't go so independent, that they end up doing it wrong for the sake of not contacting you. So it's like getting that balance right. And this is a really good way of doing that. So one of the typical tasks that we might get someone to do is, so if it's a video editor, we'd literally get them to edit a video for us. If it was an admin person, we'd get them to create some operation manuals, or we might get them to actually do some admin-based tasks that don't require, you know, permissions to log into my Facebook account or something. So um, it may be some simple work of processing some data. It could be creating something on Canva. It could be um, uploading something to um, our website or, or whatever, set up a, a dummy user for them so they can do that. And therefore, we actually see, can they do this work? So um, that's it, really. There's nothing really more complicated about the paid test task, but it's a really important step. Now, when you've done this, so I do recommend you do that, but you may skip that and just go straight from the live interview. You're then going to make your final selection. So your interview may be enough. You may be absolutely happy. But I always get my team who do the recruitment system process for me to collate everything that I've learned about that person onto a spreadsheet. So then I can just do a final comparison and make sure does everything fit fit in. At this point, I will also look at CVs I want to see someone's CV. I want to see their references. I may actually check those references. Um, I've hopefully done at some point a personality test in the recruitment process. So we use one. I may have mentioned this before, but Genius U. It's by Roger Hamilton. It's a free version of his Wealth Dynamics. Uh, if you want to go all out and go Wealth Dynamics at this point when you're down to the final shortlist, then that's also a good idea. You want something, though, uh, Myers-Briggs is another one, DISC. You want to be looking at what type of person this is. Do they fit with the prof- uh, fit the profile of the type of role you're looking for? So doing a sort of personality test at this stage is, of, again, of value. So that can add into your final selection. You also want to be looking at ID checking. So before you bring someone into the company, you need to know they are who they say they are. If you're going through a site, say like Upwork or People Per Hour or OnlineJobs.ph, they have their own systems built in. And so when you're in the initial stages, sort of advertising the job, you can filter through 
by people who don't have adequate levels of um, ID checks in place. So you want to see somebody with a government issued ID, something with their proof of address on. And, you know, you, you can actually get even places like the Philippines, things like criminal record checks done as well. And there's agencies available so you can actually get that type of thing done if you want. If you go through a lot of the sites, they've done a lot of this stuff already. So it can actually save the burden of having to do that. And so along with those sort of key uh, pieces of the puzzle, the final sort of checks. I also just cast an eye over everything they've put in the in the application process. So I'll just have a look, you know, was there anything missed? We've had in the past actually somebody got through somehow, don't know how they were missed, and they actually stated on the uh, application form they only wanted a short-term job, but we hire people for the long-term, and so we were able to actually eliminate that person even though they're a good fit. Well, we actually approached them and said, are you actually looking for a short-term job? And they were because they were a student, they were going back to college, and so they weren't suitable. So rather than just, you know, going through the whole that process of onboarding them and training them up and then finding out they hadn't, they hadn't messed up, we had, but it was obviously that final sense check was uh, what we needed to make sure that didn't happen. So looking over the, the application form, just scanning it, nothing stands out, that's fine. Reviewing their tests again, making sure that their test scores add up, that they not mark them you know, wrongly, and just making sure that has the information they've given, does it match the CV, does it match the interview, does everything feel right? And that's really ultimately what we're doing here protecting ourselves for GDPR and just for common sense. And does it feel right? Is there, is your gut, do you have a good feeling in your gut about taking this person on? That's it. That is our sort of final check process. So there's a test task involved. There's reviewing everything. There's ID checks, there's CVs, and then you're ready to really take this person on board. You've done your job as much as you can. You now have to just get on and get this person into your company and onboarded and trained up. And I will cover onboarding and training in the next episode. Thanks very much for listening to this episode. Before you go, I wanna share one last thing with you. I've put together a special collection of resources to accompany the series on recruitment. In there, you'll find templates, you'll find guides, you'll find visual walkthroughs of everything I'm talking about in these episodes. To get the guide, simply go to bit.ly forward slash sys hyphen tan that's b-i-t dot l-y forward slash s-y-s hyphen one zero and it's all in lowercase you'll also find the link in the show notes this guide will make implementing what we're talking about here far far easier so go to bit.ly forward slash sys hyphen tan and get your free copy Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Your Success.